Welcome everyone to another live edition of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin here with my co-host James Haskell and of course DK in the back running the show. And of course we are here with you live following uh, the completion of the Steelers-Bills game. And now we have a uh, a picture of we know exactly who, we're, who the Ravens will be playing in the uh, division round, where and when. So that's what we're here mainly to talk about. But of course we'll also fill you in on all the Ravens news that's been happening in the last couple of days. And just give our quick initial reaction on the upcoming matchup. But Jimbo, yeah. how you doing down there? I will. Uh, it's getting a little. Uh, it's getting you know, a little snowy out there. Not nothing crazy, but it's awfully cold. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering what the difference is between down there and up, or down here and up there. We got. I don't know. Maybe a little over an inch or so. Um, We're only like 15 minutes away from each other. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm wondering what yours is looking like in comparison to. What, I was a little surprised percent. how much is sticking on the on the. Uh, yeah, because you're saying like just like you said, it's real cold right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah, it real got cold. cold. What we'll to see with the? Good. Uh, good, good. The school situation tomorrow might be a little bit crazy, but uh, I have to wait and Still see. But Jimbo, out. you go into this game right. You go into this game knowing it's either the Houston Texans who had a big time win, uh, a surprisingly dominant win over a Cleveland Browns team that came into it with the number one rated defense. It certainly. Didn't look like that as the game went on, but you came into this Steelers game, which was postponed due to the weather, knowing it's either the Texans or the Steelers. Yeah. Who are you who are you rooting for in this Bills game? Yeah. Well, I mean, I wanted to see the as weird as it is, I was rooting for the Steelers, not because I'm scared of the Bills. I'm really not, but because I wanted to see the Steelers again, have them take the trip back down 95. I don't I'm doubt that they actually drive it, they fly it. But take trip on down into BWI and just to come get spanked and head back out to Pittsburgh uh, for, you know, the divisional week. But, you know, that was a long shot anyway. I think we all knew that um, you got Mason Rudolph under center there in, in tough conditions and, you know, a rowdy crowd against a, a good football team um, with one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what I was rooting for. I'm, I'm guessing it was probably the same for you. Yeah, I was hoping to to right that bit of that small little wrong uh, along this this glorious season and being swept by the Steelers. But I like you, like you said, long shot. So I went into this game fully expecting what happened to to happen and and started already preparing myself for the potential matchup, the rematch from Week One in playing the the Houston Texans, led by what some are calling the greatest rookie season a quarterback's had. I think that's. Yeah. A bit hyperbole, but I mean, what do you think? Like w- when you yeah. saw what he did this past weekend, and and we're gonna get into some because there are some transaction notes that we're gonna get into in a second. But just your initial reaction of what you saw from the Texans in beating a very good do- uh, Browns defense. Yeah, I mean they got firepower for sure. Mm-hmm. They got playmakers and they can get chunk plays. Um, I'm not I'm I'm not overly concerned in general. I mean my theme has kind of just been that that it's really about us and our ability to to execute, but. Yeah, they got firepower. Uh, they got an excited team. They got an excited coach. Uh, they're pretty juiced up. So, yeah, I think the biggest thing, honestly, as much as their defense, that Browns defense didn't look great, Joe just wasn't January Joe. I mean, he threw, what, two pick sixes? Yeah, man, back-to-back drives, yeah, and, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was it was bad. And, yeah. um, you know, those are not just seven-point swings, right? <laughs> like, right. those are more than six, because you're giving up and you're, you're, you're allowing points. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, the Texans look good. I think when I think about it, I think of the Texans win. I think of, I mean, excuse me, the Texans win, the Chiefs win, and the um, and the Bills win. The most impressive is the Texans win, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. With that yep. being said, 
Um, still, you know, you got a 38 year old quarterback who's look, Joe did great and he didn't play like January Joe. He's still, you know, a, a month and a half removed from being on the couch. So, um, it just kind of is what it is. Right. So yeah, great win for them. Staple mm-hmm. win for them, but I'm not, I'm not concerned. Yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting. Cause I feel like this team's a year early, but man, did yeah. they feel it with their draft with their head coach yeah. hire. I mean, you got to give Houston credit. They they should not like nobody picked Houston to be where they are. Nobody. And to win a playoff game, nonetheless. I mean, that, that's impressive. Now they did have some injury issues, particularly to the pass catchers in you know the last few weeks of the regular season, and then another one this past weekend. So it's it's going to be a challenge for them. But I also wanted to get your uh, your take. Man, on what do you think Brandon Cooks is thinking about? You know, he screamed and cried and pouted until he got his way out of out of Houston. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, now he's the at disaster, home. The disaster that happened in Dallas yesterday. I mean, to yeah. lose to the youngest team to ever make the playoffs and Wild. led by a quarterback who's making his playoff debut and to be embarrassed. I mean, and then yeah, that defense. I mean, letting guys run completely wide open, blown assignments left and right. Like, the way it happened was absolutely shocking. Massey says, I was on holiday in Africa. Did I miss the best football Ravens played since 19? Which December win better, fin, uh, Niners or Fins? Well, I got to go Niners there yeah. as, as far as the second part. Because it meant no more. I mean, the Fins, they they wrecked them, right, as far as, you know, points put up and stuff like that. I mean, they put it hurting on the Niners too. But, yeah, I agree with you yeah. there. Yeah, the, the Niners were favored in that game. They were they were the favorite. Right, like nine, right? No, no, it was only like four and a half, if I okay. correctly. Um, right. But – we were the favorite and at home against the Finns, but both yeah. dominant wins, big time, impressive statement wins. But I got to rank the Niners just ahead. I appreciate the uh, the super chat, Massey. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, oh, back see, with another. Yeah, Massey says Browns fans partly blaming Week 17 rest for ruining their momentum, their defense, and Flacco had. Do you agree? No, <laughs> I don't. Um, no. Yeah, if anything, I think if I was the Browns, I would be happy that. Uh, Joe has an opportunity to get more mental reps and more preparation and all those things. Um, anyway, so no, I'm, I don't blame that. You can blame whatever you want. It always hey, seems to be the team that loses it. that blames it on the bye. Blame it. Blame it because that's all you got. No, absolutely. Yeah. Blame it up. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I, I was pretty shocked to see old Joe play the way he did. Very, very surprised to see those characters. Yeah. Uh, those- turnovers in the playoffs I'm yeah kidding. not not very joe like not that joe doesn't turn the ball over like traditionally joe turns the ball over but he doesn't do it at that clip in the playoffs usually yeah with pick um, six. Not, now dk said not high not hyperbole the guy was in the mvp conversation for a hot second of course talking about cj stroud it's true um mm-hmm. no he's played very well uh he's played very well but i think that lots of people say this and i think it's true there's simply levels to this thing right and I think the Ravens yep. are the top of the top. So just yeah, we'll have to see. We yeah, you got to send them out and, and take down the you know the king of the hill before you can really step yep. out of your chest. Yep, yep. Now the Ravens did find out that not only they're playing the Texans, but of course that the game will be at four thirty on Saturday. Which yeah. if they had if they were going to play the Steelers, they would have had an extra day. Do you think this is at all? Uh, you know, at, at all a detriment that they're playing no, that mean, one day sooner. No, we've been off for so you know for. Gotcha. Okay. All you right. know what I mean? It's just just asking. Lamar hasn't played football in what three weeks? Yeah, it's been a while. So yeah, no, I think. Well, he will and, it once he gets there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I think they're rearing and ready to go. So nah, yeah. I'm not worried about it. 
Okay. All right. Now, well, now I got some transactions. Here yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about. Yep. All right. So the Ravens made some moves. First and foremost, the thing that had internet just a buzz yesterday or the day before was Mark Andrews yeah. back at practice, out there running drills and doing positional stuff, not out there roughing it up with his teammates, but on the field in in uh, in uniform. Is this is this going to happen here, Jimbo? Is it is is Mark Andrews going to make his return for the playoffs? Yeah, I hate to burst anyone's bubble that's holding out hope. I don't think it's this game. I do think he comes back. I wouldn't be surprised if it's AFC Championship game. I still think that would be early, but I wouldn't be surprised. But okay. I don't think I don't think it's this game. As awesome as that would be, as big of a boost that would be, I just I think he's he's a little too early. But I'm glad to see that he's out there moving around doing his thing. I mean, it's exciting for Ravens mm-hmm. fans. And so you think he's AFC Championship or I, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. I, I think that AFC Championship is I think it's more likely than not that he suits up the AFC Championship. Because I think Mark's the type Mark? of guy. Yeah, I think Mark's the type of guy that like and I told her I, I like to think that I'm this type of person where depending on the scenario and the context, it's like, okay, well, this is what I've worked my whole life for. It's not promised that we'll get back here if I lose out on something later on because of further injury this is what it was all for anyway right like if mm-hmm. i got a chance screw it this might be my only chance you, you know, know what I'm yeah it's never promised right so f it let's just body be damned like let's just go after it you know what i mean yeah i don't know yeah no i hear you i hear you i think that's that's a that's a that's a good point everybody has to make that decision on their yeah. own obviously it's their bodies but uh let's just hope that he's just healthier than a lot of those timetables would have yeah. led us to believe uh, because, man. Now, let me ask you this. Because, and this isn't my question, but this is a question I've heard people ask me and okay. I've seen floated about on, on uh, social media. There are some saying that with the the uh, kind of the arrival of, of Isaiah Likely and what he's done <laughs> since Mark's been out, some are saying they're concerned that Mark Andrews returned to the lineup it, it may not be, maybe a detriment because we might see Isaiah likely be relegated back to a backup role and not see targets, and they don't want to see that. So, what's your yeah. take on uh, how the Ravens use Mark once he's back, and will that impact negatively impact Isaiah Likely's uh, production? Yeah, I think that question's rubbish. I just do. I mean, I think at the end of the day, hold Mark. On, hold on. I asked the. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you said it wasn't your question. <laughs> That's I the did. only reason I, I answered did. so aggressively. Okay, thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. Or else that would have been nicer. <laughs> that's funny. But literally, it's the only reason I answered that way. But I, I do, I do, I, I don't have a concern about that because I think Mark is one as a character, like for, if, as far as who he is as a person, Mark is the ultimate teammate. I think everyone knows that. Um, it's all about the win. So if he has to go out there and be nothing but a decoy and 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 uh and somehow Isaiah likely goes off great, but I don't care because it's all about getting the dub, right? I don't care who gets it, how, and, and whatever that looks like. I don't care about anyone's future development. I don't care about any of that because the playoffs now, it's not one eye in the future and one eye in the present. It's both eyes in the present. Like this Mm -hmm. is it. So if Mark is our best offensive weapon outside of Lamar Jackson, and he's healthy enough to be that guy, I don't progress. I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I just think I want all the best guys out there, whatever that looks like. I don't now, know if that makes sense. It looks but... like, it looks like John saying that the argument is that Lamar then force feeds the ball to Andrews, and since well, he's that's been gone out, well for a long time, 
he spread the ball around more. So it, 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 that and that, yeah, has been part of the. And whatever. let me also add to this: early on, even when Mark was injured, he still was getting the ball at a lesser clip than previous sure. seasons. We were now he was getting the ball a lot in the red zone, but that's because it's Mark Andrews, like he's our best option in the red zone. But certainly, even before that, he was getting the ball a lot less in comparison to how it's how how it's been. Uh, admit, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, dispersed like uh, historically, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not too concerned about. Are you, are you concerned about some force feeding by, by Lamar? No, Pitt? no. I think you're. I think this is a lot of fans are remembering when he was our only legitimate yeah, yeah. weapon in the past game, and, yeah. and 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 I always say this because we watch the Ravens with such a with with a magnifying glass that we don't realize that this is very normal across the board. We yeah. looked at. Remember when we played the Chargers, Jimbo, and I pointed out the target share for yeah. uh, Keenan Allen versus yeah. the rest of his teammates? I, I mean, like a hundred more targets than second place. Like mm-hmm. Kelsey, the same way. Like you go around, you go down the list. There's always a guy it, yeah. it, if it's a successful offense that that gets the bulk of the of the uh, of the targets. In this offense, even when Mark was there, I'd argue that person was Zay Flowers. I mean, mm-hmm. and not Mark Andrews in in this season. That's so, true. I, I, I certainly would welcome Mark Andrews coming back. I think it would be nothing but uh, a benefit because, like you said, Jimbo, if nothing else, he'll command attention. And I don't see Isaiah likely being, you know, given a clipboard and asked to sit on the no. sideline. I think that they'll play together. An idiot. That's right. And and I think they'll, they'll just use more t- two tight end sets. I think it would I think it would very much so impact Kohler's uh, snap count, but I don't think anyone's crying about uh, Charlie Kohler getting more snaps. Only Tyler Huntley. Coming back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Exactly. So now I got a, I got a question for you though, Glenn. Yeah, what's up? So I, I see some people talking about this in the comments a little bit, and I've I've heard some other folks uh also Ravens fans. Once again, not a question of mine. So be as belligerent as you want towards the answer. Okay. Um, but oh, there you go. Got a thumbs up for that one. Uh but uh now that you've seen the Chiefs, they take care of business. Yeah. Patty Mahomes turns into the Iron Man, breaks his helmet, he's Superman and Looks great, right? This question is absolutely going to be loaded only because of me, but he beat a not good football oh, here team. here we go. Here and then go. the Bills, of course, you know, Josh Allen comes out of the booth looking like Superman, right? Be- because he beats the Steelers who have a guy who was four months ago going to sell real estate with his daddy down in South Carolina, decide to play under center, right? And-, and so what I'm trying to say is now, now people are getting nervous. They're like scared about these two teams, right? And everybody's hopping on the bandwagon and all the commentators are pumping these guys up. But like, where are you now that you've seen these guys play in the postseason when it comes to your nervousness about them playing against the Ravens? I know I'm looking ahead. We still got to take care of business with the Texans, but you know, where are you now with, with uh, the other, you know, the top three quarterbacks, I guess they're all CJ Stroud. You got to throw them in there. But if you're talking about Mahomes and, and, and Lamar and, and uh, oh my gosh, Josh Allen, like had, any of your feelings changed after watching these games towards your your nervousness to playing against these teams? Uh, no, no, no. Very confident still playing any of these teams. I mean, you always have to realize that when Pat Mahomes is on the football field, especially in the playoffs, that, you know, you, you got to give that guy the respect he's earned and deserves. And so it's not going to be an easy matchup. But nothing right. in the playoffs has made me go, ooh, they've gotten it together all of a sudden. Like, I, I don't look at it like that at, one bit uh i do worry how much the weather could be an issue like it, it seems like the weather was a was a huge issue in all the afc matchups 
and mm-hmm. weather can always be an equalizer. So uh, that's the only thing that's given me a little bit of, of pause is like, well, it, it's always a little scarier when there's weather uh, going to be involved because you just never know how the ball's going to bounce. If that, especially if there's rain and there's wetness on the ball. I mean, that, that makes me a little nervous, but nothing that the teams have done has, has made me uh concerned now. Yeah. All right, good. I'm glad you're feeling that way as well. Like, Nothing that I saw made me nervous about 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 uh, playing any of these guys. Uh, now, really quickly though, I, I realized that I kind of knocked you off course with the transaction stuff, and we didn't fully get through it. So I do want to go back mm-hmm. to that. DK actually has a tweet loaded up. Um, so the Ravens, of course, have placed Mario Williams, uh, aka uh, Pepe. Pepe, on IR, and Wade Laquan Treadwell, who was treading water anyway, and then the last game. You know, didn't go well for him. I think he had a drop or two. Uh, so, you know, not a surprise there. But what that does is that opens up two spots for the Baltimore Ravens to fill. Now, we've got some new guys in Dalvin Cook, but there's some other names. Talk me through how you think this is going to go, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, uh, like you mentioned, when Laquan uh, and Demario Williams are now off the active roster, it does free up two spots. Uh, so, the question is, who fills those two spots? The most obvious choice that most are predicting is that Dalvin Cook, who's currently on the practice squad, would get signed to the active roster. However, he could also be a game day elevation from the practice squad and then revert back. So he doesn't necessarily have to be signed to the active roster if my understanding of those elevations is correct. But Devin Duvernay has also been activated and is currently practicing in his three-week window to return where he has to be activated or revert back to IR. So he's also a very logical choice for the Ravens and looks good, says, you know, it looks like he's ready to go. So a lot of people are saying he's the guy that's definitely going to get activated. Well, uh, what does that mean for Darius Washington, who also is in the middle of his practice window after being activated off the IR, who I think the Ravens would welcome back, would be a huge addition in the slot. He was a he was having a fantastic preseason. I think a lot of people were expected a big role for him before the injury. He's back, and and so the, the question is, do they activate him? Or if Mark Andrews is ready, then he's going to have to take a spot. So you currently have four guys, Mark Andrews, Ardarius Washington, Devin DuVernay, and Dalvin Cook, and only two active roster spots remaining. So let's see what DK puts up here. Practice squad players can be elevated to the active game day roster an unlimited amount of times during the postseason, though teams are still limited to two elevations per week. Perfect. Okay. So Dalvin doesn't need to be signed to the active roster because he's on the practice squad, can be elevated game day, no harm, no foul. But does that mean that our Darius Washington and Devin DuVernay are definitely going to be signed to the active roster? Because you predicted Mark Andrews won't be ready till at least another week. Yeah, I, I, I think... Um... Hmm. I don't know. I think Pepe might be done for the season, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's done. Yeah. So is it uh, Ardarius and, and, and... Oh, shoot. Jesus. I, I meant, I meant uh, Ardarius. I think Ardarius might... I think it's Devin and Dalvin. Um, well, Dalvin doesn't have to be active. Uh, Devin doesn't have to be signed to the active roster because he can be elevated on game day as a preseason. Oh, right. Then, yeah, I guess a, that uh, does make sense. It would, be, it would be those two for sure. I mean... Okay. Yeah, I don't think Mark's ready. I think by a miracle, Mark would play, right? Gotcha. Gotcha. Don't you think yeah. so? I mean, yeah. I haven't heard anything, and we I don't we don't necessarily have sources on it, and our sources haven't given us a ton of information on it. So yeah, I think that's just what it's gonna be. And I think that's good. I think uh 
as far as an impact, Duvernay will have an impact. He is the former all pro. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think our Darius, we need guys back there. Our secondary has been banged up. I know we've had time to get healthy, but it'll be exciting to get our Darius who's having a good season back there. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get another guy that can get hands on the football, uh, rotate in and out, give him different looks in the slot. He's relatively versatile as a player. Uh, so that, that'll be another exciting piece for McDon- McDonald to get back. So, um, yeah, I think it'll end up being those two. Yeah, he'll add a little extra speed, I think, to the backfield as well. With that, with Keaton Mitchell out, it, it's been like a lot of Zay Flowers been doing a lot of the the gadget stuff as well. And this mm-hmm. will give another body who can who can do some of those things and I think take a little workload off of uh, off of Zay, who's going to be getting a ton of targets as is. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what Ardarius can do. Hopefully, he's out there and and able to make an impact and. The, my hope is that everyone just stays healthy. That way they can put him in a role where he can really shine. Because I think if they can put that guy in, in specific areas where he can you know, show what he, he can do well and, and they can kind of mask some of his deficiencies, man, I think he could be a sneaky, a sneaky big-time player in this postseason run, uh, especially against a Texans team who's going to look to air it out. I mean, this is, this is a team that wants to get the ball down the field, wants to pick up chunk plays. And I think any any good corners would certainly be welcome. But uh, well, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you a question. You're talking about like sneaky impact players. And I think some people, there's varying expectations of what Dalvin Cook could do. I think yeah. it's fair to say that even you and I were like, yeah, what is he actually going to be? Right. Yeah. But it's also hard not to ignore that he's got 4,000 yard seasons consecutive under his belt and that the Jets offensive line is garbage mm-hmm. so oh man you know what this whole time glenn i'm on the wrong audio let me hear it let me hear the change oh my gosh using Hold the on. wrong audio this whole time dude we got to get you some headphones that don't have a here microphone that way you can't be in the wrong audio yeah seriously hold on here we go you're gonna hear the difference in his voice it's gonna blow your mind ladies and gentlemen and now we got nothing How's that? How's that? Oh, see, see what you were missing, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right. Got, got. Th- th- does my voice sound really bassy now? No, I'm kidding. It does. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm just curious. Like, how you, is there any truth to just simply context and situations that Dalvin Cook was in that you know manifested in the worst season since his rookie year? Or you think he's really just done? Well, I'm hoping it's it's uh, it's just situation because I can't imagine being motivated when your quarterback, the savior of your franchise, gets hurt on the first drive and you know, the whole team knows that you're stuck with a quarterback who they wanted out of there, who they knew, the organization knew, the fan base knew, and certainly the teammates knew that he wasn't the guy to get them to the promised land. So that that initial shock's got to be pretty jarring. And I know what you, you know, people say they get paid millions, be a professional, and I get that. But you can't tell me that doesn't take a knock to your your motivation level to get up every morning and come out and, and try uh and try to you know make things happen. So I think motivation's a big point. The offense around him, the fact that they can load a box knowing that you can't back a guy off. I think there's a lot of things involved. And they had a young guy who's who's running his ass off and Brees Hall that, that's ahead of him. My only hope is that he's rejuvenated, his legs are fresh. And the fact that he's a three-down back. So any way you need help, if you need help from a, a pass protection standpoint, put him in there. If you need help at goal line, you can put him there. If you need a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield, he can help you in any, well, excuse me, in any way 
you need help. It's not like you're bringing a guy who's a goal line back off the street who can only help you in that. Or you're bringing in a blocking guy who can help you on some third down, catch the ball, can block a little, but ain't running between the tackles. This guy can help you any way you need it, at least in theory. Let's just hope that, uh, like I said before, that you know a lot of his uh, shortcomings this year were in production were due to the, the team around him in the situation. Yeah, I mean, and then I, I just feel like once... I just feel like he didn't honestly like they weren't going to, you know, once uh, Aaron went down, it was it wasn't about win now. So I think they wanted to establish the young guys. And, you know, I mean, how much look was Dalvin even going to get? Right. I don't know if it was just about, oh, you're more worn out than we thought as much as it was like, well, let's get these guys, you know, get some some um, reps under their belt and get these guys going. That way we can be prepared for next year type thing. I'm hoping that it's that, you know what I mean? Yeah, let's hope. Let's we're gonna find out because I think he's definitely gonna get some snaps and he'll have a chance Did, to either you know, Melvin Gordon is the has the most he's the he's the number one non quarterback when it comes he's number one in the league in fumbles outside of quarterbacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I knew he had a lot, but dude, come on. I mean, it's not many people who get that many opportunities right. to keep fumbling. Like usually you fumble a few times and you're, you're, you're done. I mean, I, but he had a lot of, he had enough talent to keep getting opportunities to fumble the ball. Crazy. Uh, but yeah, he might, he might be out of those opportunities. Shout out to Laney, baby. Uh, what's up? 410 sports talk. Can I get a Laney baby? Absolutely. Laney. That's my boy. Appreciate your support. Appreciate yes. the super chat, Ryan. Yes, sir. Yeah, buddy. Any other any other thoughts as a whole on the uh, on the wild, Super Wildcard weekend, other than that the games were relatively disappointing outside of the Rams Lions game? Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. That Puka Nakua, man, that yeah. Puka Nakua is something else, dude. Like somebody asked in the chat earlier, is is Zay Flowers the the rookie of the year? It's gonna go to uh cj stroud, CJ stroud yeah. you know, he's a quarterback and he's had a fantastic year but in my opinion puka, what puka nakua has done this yeah. year he's broken every meaningful rookie record he just broke the postseason rookie record yeah everything he could like what what more could you do as a rookie right. receiver than what puka did and he still won't win it and i get that but man that dude is good like he is so good it's unbelievable yeah. he was a fifth round rookie unbelievable yeah yeah Wild that they that he he dropped that far. Yeah, and also another thing is Bill Belichick definitely going to be a cowboy. Like, is there any chance? Really, you think so, dude? Once I because I I said he's going to go to one of these old owners. He's going to go to Arthur yeah, Black yeah, yeah, yeah. in Atlanta. He's going to go to uh, Davis in in, in uh, Vegas. But once I saw that debacle, Jerry Jones is done messing around. Yeah. He's going to go out there thinking, if I get this guy, the most accomplished coach in history, will finally get over the ho the hump. Uh, little does he know, he's wrong uh, <laughs> because it's not going to save him. But, man, to me, it's like Bill's definitely going to be. And he's going to bring McDaniel down with him. Dude, just bring all the – just do the all AARP coaching staff. Get Pete Carroll in there. Get Nick Saban in there. Oh Who else God. is old? Bring him in till uh, we'll have them all. But age reverse ageism, exactly. And then how does Dan Quinn walk in to Seattle and get the head coach after absolutely getting yeah. obliterated by the youngest team, yeah, in the history to ever make the playoffs, yeah? And you let him drop a perfect quarterback rating on you in your own backyard, yeah. 
I'd be rethinking things if I was Seattle. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Oof. I like yeah, Pete Carroll. Uh, shout to Ink Raven in the chat. Our yeah. guy says, uh, what's up, Jay and uh James and Glenn gotta save them characters. Uh much different Texas team, uh Texans team, but much different Ravens as well. Yeah, certainly. I mean, both teams are are completely different where from where they were week one. I do think a little sneak preview here, the result's gonna be the same, but Many, uh, many differences between the week one teams and, yeah. and where we're at now. I think the cool thing about both teams is that, yeah, they have a new head coach and essentially a whole new coaching staff and new team and everything like that. So there's been a lot of growth throughout the season. But you could say the same about the Ravens in that these are, you know, uh, this offensively speaking, this Munkins offense looks so different now and, and is so much better now and much more evolved now than it was week one, just because he's also a first-year coordinator. So I think there's excitement in that, right? And kind of seeing this thing come full circle and see these guys play each other. But I agree. I think the gap in 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 uh, in the the score is still the same uh, because they got better and we also got better. So the, the difference stayed the same. We just both got better. It's like, it's like look, I brought Connect 4 into my house. I bought it. And I started playing my wife. And I beat her a couple times. And she packed up the box and she put it away. I said, why'd you put it right away? We just started. She said, look, I'm going to keep getting better, sure. But you're going to keep getting better too. And we're so we're both starting like this. I'm never going to catch you. So I think it's just like you said, Jimbo. Yeah. yeah, they got better, but we got better too. So you, they didn't close the gap. And she knew she's not closing the gap at Connect 4. It's over. So she retired from the game after three trots. For some reason, I, I have this image of Katie just grabbing one of the little tokens, you know, and going, Foop! and just <laughs> right in the forehead. <laughs> yeah. That's it's right. A, you know. she, look, she's in the chat. She saw the future. I get she, it. She knew where it was headed. She took her ball and went home. Uh, hey, at least, she, at least she gave it more than one game. I'll take Jimbo, it. You see that, Jimbo? <laughs> you see that? Oh, that's, you I know, my wife just there. bought that. Dude, do you remember the look that I received from both yeah. of them? When yeah. I was cheating. <laughs> yes. Oh. That was the look of divorce. We both got that look. I mean, it was pretty insane. But look, they're better drawing. Yeah. It's not so, even close. And I guessed better, I guess, because I looked over and was like, boom, I guessed right away. <laughs> that was a good night. Oh, that was a good uh, time. That was a good one. But yeah, I mean, this was a this was a uh a not necessarily the most competitive games, but yeah. certainly compelling. And the ones that weren't competitive were were the opposite way that they were expected to not be competitive. So yeah. they were still interesting in that regard. Yeah, because they were um, unexpected. They were right. It wasn't surprising. like the blowouts we were expecting. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, big weekend this weekend, obviously. Uh, yep. Super excited to see the Texans coming into town. Uh, congratulations to them. Obviously, this is a, a, a big time winning season i mean what what they've done already is, is pretty impressive it ends this saturday but what they've done so far jimbo has been damn impressive mm -hmm. yeah i can't wait man i'm i have no fear after watching any of these teams this weekend uh the ravens look we are the absolute gatekeepers mm -hmm. right like i don't know a better comparison for this because ultimately mordor falls but like dude it seems you're lining up at the gates of Mordor, right? But, mm -hmm. they, you know, and it's ain't Frodo walking up in here, dude. <laughs> like, it, mm -hmm. It's going to end bad for certainly the Texans and I feel like a few other teams. It's just 
not going to be good. The gates of hell are about to open up on some of these teams. I'm looking forward to just basking in all of it. Yep. And guys, we will be back quickly. Of yeah. course, we will get you prepared for this game uh, in, in every way possible, uh, making sure we break down this matchup and, and, you know, kind of all the, all the key areas that we'll be looking for. We'll do our, our, our offensive and defensive players of the game predictions. We'll do our keys to the game on both sides of the football. And of course yep. we have our playoff competition. After the oh. regular season, people's champ took them down. We're going to go yep. in and Jimmy's going to see and DK is going to see if they can have their revenge in the postseason. We're going to see. Go. But I got a feeling the people's champ's going to come out on top once again. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it either way. So join us tomorrow night. And of course, uh, it, like Glenn said, all preparations uh, for this upcoming divisional game. But that's it for us tonight, folks. Uh, we'll talk to you guys in 24 hours. That's right. See ya. See ya. Ah! Ah! You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.